Ninth Story Studios, giving story a voice. This podcast is part of the Darkness Collective. Visit darkness.org to discover more shows like this one. The Darkness awaits. Hello, kiddies. I am Victoria's uncle, the librarian, and my beloved niece wanted me to tell you a little bit about something that I'm the curator for. It's called the Wicked Library. My library is filled with creepily wicked stories written by the best up-and-coming authors, as well as the occasional Neil Gaiman and Joe R. Lansdale. Read by a cast of narrators, and original scores by composers guaranteed to keep you awake. Like it or not. (laughs) Plus, you'll get an interview with the author at the end, so you can find out what's really wrong with them. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk, and of course a Ouija board. Or visit thewickedlibrary.com. We'll keep the lights on for you. Hi, this is Nelson W. Piles, and I'm the author of today's story, Victoria's Gift. If you like the story, you can find more of my work at nelsonwpiles.com. My latest novel, Spiders and the Daffodils, is available now at amazon.com. Find more episodes of The Lift at victoriaslift.com. Thank you all very much for listening. Merry Christmas. I've lost so much. My name is Victoria. I am bound to this place, charged with guiding those who must choose. Don't be afraid. I can never again be the little girl I was. Will you accept your fate or change it? I have my music box and a library lost, but I sometimes feel very alone. Won't you join me? It's time for your ride on the lift. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Victoria was excited as she padded down the hallway on the ninth floor. She had patiently waited for the small, heavy box she held in her hands. It was a gift she had asked her friend Nikola Tesla to make. A music box. Not like hers, but something special and different. Quite like the person for which it was intended. She picked a random door and set the box down as if it were a small porcelain doll. It made a faint tinkling sound, which made her giggle. Earlier, she had tried skipping with it, but it was a lot heavier than it looked, and she nearly dropped it. She reached into her dress pocket and pulled out a key. Victoria put it into the door's lock and turned. The lock disengaged with a loud click. She giggled and returned the key to her pocket. She opened the door and picked up the box. With a deep breath, she entered the room. Except, it wasn't a room. 
it was her beloved uncle's library. The key was a gift that would transform anything into a doorway directly to his library. She had fun putting the key into lots of different things to see if it worked, and it worked every time. She had once used the key in an old large birdcage and opened the little door. She couldn't fit, of course, but she looked inside and saw the library in all of its splendor with the added bonus of her uncle laughing at Victoria. She made a rather amusing game out of finding anything with a lock and using the key, if only to wave at her uncle. The library sprawled out before her, lit by candlelight and the green light from her eyes. She toddled in with the box and it jingled a little as she walked. A sound quite like rustling leaves came from behind the main desk where her uncle sat. He turned and smiled. He was reading, of course. He was always reading. Hello, Victoria, he said. Not popping in through a locked drawer today, I see. <laughs> he cackled, and she giggled. Hello, Uncle, she said. Happy Christmas Eve. Ah, it certainly is now, he said, standing and placing his book on the counter. What have you got there? Your eyes are all glowy. She beamed, and her eyes burned brighter. I've got you a present. Did you? The librarian seemed to smile bigger, which was a feat, as his skinless face always had a rictus smile permanently planted across his maw. How very thoughtful of you, my dear, and quite unnecessary. I know, she said, placing the box atop the counter, then climbing up herself to hug the man she called Uncle. She wrapped her arms around his neck as he swept her up in his arms and laughed. Ah, sweet girl, he said softly. You're the best niece in this world or any other. She squeezed his neck until she heard a small crack and he laughed. <laughs> Let's not break Uncle's neck, shall we? He said and set her down on the counter. Well, what have you brought me this Christmas Eve? I asked my friend Nicola to make you something, she said. You gave me a special key for when I get lonely, so I wanted to give you something special in case you get lonely. Well, it's hard to be lonely with you popping up in the most curious of places, he said. Shall I open it? Oh yes, Uncle, please, she said and did a little excited jump. The librarian picked up the box and shook it carefully. It made a jingling noise. Hmm, not a pony. He said, sounding disappointed. <laughs> well, let's see, he said, and untied the ribbon with one bony hand. The ribbon fell to the counter and the packaging fell away. In his hand was a wooden box, ornately decorated with a locked lid and a small key. The librarian turned the key and the lid popped open. It was a music box. You take the little key from the lock and use it to wind up the box from the inside. How very clever! He took the little key and found where the lock could be wound. He put it in and gave it a little turn. I can't wait to hear the little tune. The gears clicked and clacked and began to chime out a very familiar tune. As the song played, there was a waver in the atmosphere of the library. The librarian put the music box on the counter. Well, this is unusual, he said as the library itself seemed to shift somehow. Victoria tottered and wavered along with the library. 
she fell off of the counter. The librarian reached out to catch her, but he was falling as well. Victoria reached out but continued to fall away from him. She didn't scream, but her mouth and eyes were opened wide with horror as she fell into a blackness that enveloped her. The last thing she saw was her uncle, reaching for her, and then that too, vanished into the black. There came a sudden hard thud as she landed. She blinked twice out of shock and rolled over to push herself up. She was on the floor of the library, but it was somehow brighter. She pushed herself up and shook her head as if to clear what she was seeing. It was the library, of course, but it wasn't. It was a library, at least, but gosh, it was bright and clean and missing cobwebs and her uncle. The library was empty, but someone moved about in one of the aisles of books. The person hummed an old Christmas song, one she hadn't heard in ages. The humming was vaguely familiar. Uncle, she said. Uncle, where are you? The humming stopped, and footsteps came toward her. Hello? Is someone here? A voice that didn't sound like her uncle said. A young man came out of the aisle holding a stack of books. He was a handsome, happy-looking gentleman dressed in an unbuttoned long coat, a frilled shirt with a loosened tie. It looked familiar, but cleaner. He looked befuddled when he saw Victoria, but was also amused. Well, hello, young lady, he said. You're a bit early for the reading, aren't you? We're not even open quite yet. Victoria cocked her head to one side. Reading? Why, yes, he said excitedly. I'm reading from Dickens this evening, A Christmas Carol, wonderful story, ghosts and such, something I'm trying out. Story time! Are you coming? Victoria nodded. She studied him closer and realized who this man was at once. Uncle! She cried out and ran at him. Surprised, the man dropped his books to catch Victoria she jumped into his arms. You've got skin! The young man laughed as he caught her. <laughs> well, of course I have skin, he said. But I don't think I've met you before. It's Victoria, silly. The young man set her on her feet and looked at her. Hello there, Victoria, he said. My name is Phineas, I'm the librarian here, and if I were your uncle, I dare say I'd be very lucky one indeed. But you are my uncle, she said. I just gave you a music box. You played a song and then, well, this happened. What music box? Victoria turned to look at the counter, but the box was gone. Oh dear. She walked to the counter to see if it perhaps fell during the wavering. Is something wrong? Well, there was a box my friend Nicola made for you, quite like mine. Except my music box never did anything like this. Like what? He said, very confused. She frowned. This is you. How you were. Were? My dear girl, I'm afraid I'm always like this. Victoria regarded the library again. It was the exact same library she'd just been in with her uncle, except... It's not the exact when. So something in the music box brought me to a different point in the library. A different point? Phineas asked. 
What do you mean? Sorry, Uncle. I'm sorting through this. So, it's Christmas Eve. Yes, it is. Very special one, too, he said, smiling. I'm going to ask my beloved to marry me. Victoria's face fell. It was that Christmas Eve. We need to find that music box, Uncle, she said and went behind the counter. Are you all right? he asked, joining her behind the counter. You've gone pale, girl. Victoria got on her knees and looked for the music box, finding nothing. You don't understand. This is the day. Yes, it certainly is, he said. I never thought I'd be in love, much less have someone fall in love with me. I'm very excited. No, no, no. This is going to be a very bad day for you. How so? he asked. Victoria faced him and pouted. In my building, in my time, whenever I choose the time I'm in, there are people I meet and take them for a ride on my lift. Um, what's a lift? he asked. Never mind that, she snapped. I'm talking. I take people on my lift and they get a choice. What sort of choice? I show them things of their lives. The choices they've made. What choices they could still make. Well, that's very imaginative, he said, smiling. I think I have made very good choices, though, and this one to come, well, it makes me smile. Victoria was mortified. She knew what was going to happen. Her uncle had told her how he'd become the librarian so long ago. He was killed in his library by a jealous suitor of the woman he was going to marry. As he burned to death, he transformed to become, well, her uncle. The uncle she knew and loved. A grisly specter and what he called an agent of chaos. But he was her uncle. The only one whom she could identify in all the universe. The only one who loved her as much as she loved him. But now here he was, her uncle before he was her uncle. A sweet young man in love and about to be killed, robbed of his true love, his life, his happiness. And now she was about to give him something he didn't have before today, a choice. And even worse, a choice that would take her beloved uncle away from her. It's about choices, Phineas. What sort of choices? One choice. It could change your entire future. I don't understand, he said. My choice is quite clear. Why would I choose anything other than her? Victoria frowned. She walked to a door and opened it, expecting the door to her lift to be there, waiting like the good lift that it was. Except it wasn't there. This wasn't like anything she'd encountered before, and she didn't understand how to deal with it. The rules of her building weren't applying, and she was becoming cross. She slammed the door. Victoria, Phineas called. That's a closet. She whirled around. Indeed it is, she said. <sighs> Where's my lift? I still don't know what lift is, dear girl, he said. What's troubling you? She huffed and pouted and jammed her hands into the small pockets in her dress. There, she felt something that made her smile. The key. Phineas, come here! 
Phineas walked to the closet door. I'm going to try something, and I need you to promise me that you'll not panic if it works. <laughs> it's my closet, he said. I don't believe there's ever anything to panic about inside of a closet. Well, this isn't the 21st century, she said. There's all sorts of things in closets there. She held the key up. You, well, my uncle gave me this key so I could visit him in his library any time I chose. I'm going to see if it works. She stuck the key in the door and then opened it. Her eyes glowed and she grabbed his hand. Come with me, she said. Victoria felt Phineas squeeze her hand as he followed her into the closet. Victoria led Phineas into the library from seemingly the other end of it. It looked like the library she knew, the one she had come to love. She felt better, but she also felt Phineas squeeze her hand. Victoria, he said shakily, where are we? The library, she said. There's someone I'd like you to meet. What? What library? Your library, she said and walked to the end of an aisle. There before her was her uncle's desk but no uncle. Phineas let go of her hand. What devilry is this? He said. This is not my library. Where am I? His voice shook and his face was a petrified mask. Try to calm down, Victoria said. You don't have anything to be afraid of. He backed away. Why are your eyes glowing? He said, backing up. What? What are you? Victoria looked frantically around the library for the librarian. Her librarian. Uncle! Uncle! I am not your uncle! Phineas yelled. She heard a single note from behind the librarian's desk. It was the music box. She ran behind the desk and found it, knocked over and closed. She picked it up and tried to open the lid, but it was locked. She looked for the little key, but it was gone. Oh, fiddlesticks, she said. She put the music box on the counter and did something she hadn't done in a very long time. <laughs> she cried. <laughs> she put her arms on the counter and wept harder than she had in ages. A hand patted her on the head. She looked up and saw Phineas. His face was still confused and frightened, but also filled with compassion and concern. Are you all right? No, I am not. I miss my uncle, and I may have done something very wrong. Well, I don't know where we are, but this is where he usually is, yes? Always, she said. And you seem to think that I am your uncle somehow, from a different time, yes? You are? Well, let's think about this. When did this all start? Your music box, yes? She nodded. He picked up the music box and shook it gently. It sounded like something was in there, shaking around. And who made this music box? She sniffed. My friend, Nikola Tesla. She said. He fixed my music box once, and I thought my uncle would like one of his own so he wouldn't be lonely. Well, if he has you, how could he be lonely? 
because I'm not here all the time, and neither is he. I come here when I get lonely. So, you aren't lonely then? Not really, no. Phineas turned the music box over in his hand, listening to the key clatter inside. And this box brought you to your uncle's past. Somehow, yes. And your key, he said, somehow brings you to his library. From anything with a keyhole. Phineas rubbed his chin. I'm going to say first that I find all of this absolutely impossible, he said. Never in my wildest dreams have I ever believed in anything like this or that it were possible. That being said, he turned the music box towards Victoria. What if you used your key in the music box? Victoria stared at him. I don't know, she said. Shall we find out? It might be something very bad that happens, Phineas. He smiled shakily. Well, whether or not I am your uncle, I suppose I should embrace this adventure. The least I can do for such a scary yet exciting Christmas adventure. She saw his expression. He was still frightened, but excited as well. There was a spark of the uncle she knew. She smiled. All right then, let's see what happens. She pulled out her key and put it into the music box. The lid popped open. For a moment, nothing happened. Victoria and Phineas looked at each other. Well, Victoria said. It's open. Phineas nodded. Look inside. I heard the key in there rattling around. Victoria took a breath and looked into the box. It was the librarian's face, smiling. Miss me? He said. Victoria squealed. Phineas, on the other hand, stepped away from the counter. What in God's name is that? He said. Oh, you've brought a friend! How marvelous! The librarian said. Come, Victoria, help me out of here. You're too big, she said. Oh, nonsense, he said. His face vanished, and in his place a bony hand shot out of the music box. Give us a pull then, yes? Victoria grabbed his hand and pulled to no avail. Phineas, help me! Help you what? Phineas said. Help me pull my uncle out of here. As she said this, the librarian's arm came off in her hands. She gave a little squeak and dropped the arm. Well, there's one way, I suppose. <laughs> I have an idea. Victoria squealed in delight as body parts pushed their way through the music box, collecting in a pile behind the desk. This went on for nearly two minutes until finally nothing else came out. She looked at Phineas for a moment, who appeared to be less than delighted. I'll need help with the last bit, I'm afraid, the librarian said. Victoria looked inside the box and giggled. Just be careful, but grab the hair and pull, he said. Phineas watched her pull a moldered skull out of the box with some great difficulty. She held it out in front of her and smiled. Well, thank you, dear girl, the librarian said. Now, who's your friend? She turned the librarian's head towards Phineas. I believe you know who that is, Uncle. 
Oh dear, the librarian said. I don't think I've aged well at all. <laughs> Phineas dropped to his knees. Victoria, place my head on the rest of me, quickly. Victoria dropped the head on the pile of librarian parts behind the desk. I said place, not drop, <laughs> the librarian said, laughing. Instantly, the librarian's body began to put itself back together. His clothes and bones meshed together, and in no time, there stood the librarian in one terrifying piece. Victoria was absolutely delighted and jumped into his arms. I was so worried about you. There, there, said the librarian. All better now. He set her down and regarded their guest. Phineas was still on his knees with his mouth open. The librarian walked around the counter and over to Phineas. You don't have to be afraid, the librarian said. You're among friends. Phineas looked up slowly, stood. The two librarians regarded each other. I understand that I'm apparently you, Phineas said carefully. Not exactly, the librarian said. I was you. You eventually become me. Phineas felt his knees buckle and he struggled to remain standing. It took him a moment, but he managed to speak. But how does that happen? Phineas asked. The librarian sighed. Very sadly, I'm afraid. Phineas blinked repeatedly. Victoria came over to the two of them. Uncles, she said, and then found she couldn't think of something to say. You were going to give him a choice, weren't you? The librarian asked. Yes, she said. I was going to, even though I knew what that would mean. A choice? Phineas asked. Yes, a choice, the librarian said. You see, Victoria is a very special girl. Sometimes she helps those doomed souls make a choice that would bring them around to something that might be better for them, you see? Folks like you, it seems. Is that right? Victoria nodded and said, Something like that. The librarian continued. A choice for you would accomplish that, rather nicely, I would add, but at great cost it seems to dear Victoria. What kind of choice? Phineas asked. I'm so very confused. Victoria looked up at Phineas. It seems the choice would be for you to continue in what you've planned for your Christmas Eve, or drastically change your plan to avoid... She couldn't finish. To avoid becoming me, the librarian finished. There is something that you're leaving out of this, though, Phineas said. There's a very important part you are not telling me. That seems to be the part that would sway my decision, yes? Victoria alone nodded. He is entitled to know, Victoria, the librarian said. Victoria's head fell. I die or something, Phineas said. Oh, something horrible happens to Penelope, is that it? 
The mention of her name seemed to ignite the librarian. I honestly never found out what happened to her after... He stopped. After what happens to us. Phineas turned to Victoria. But you know, don't you? Victoria looked up at him and then at the librarian. Well? The librarian asked. Do you know? I do, she said. I, I don't care what happens to me, but is she all right? Phineas asked. If anyone hurt her, I'd, I'd like to know. I agree, the librarian said. Victoria gazed at them. So very different. So very much the same. Her uncles. She suddenly had an idea. Uncles, would you pardon me for a moment? With that, she ran down an aisle. A door opened and shut. The two librarians looked at each other. Cheeky girl, the librarian said. Quite, said Phineas. Victoria came back into the library with her music box and set it down next to the one she had given to the librarian. I don't know that this will work, she said. But if it does, then we'll have something interesting. Phineas and the librarian went to the counter to see what she was about to do. She took the key for each music box in hand and simultaneously gave each one a crank. Both music boxes played together. At first, the sound was cacophonous, but after a moment, they played together with a tune she had never heard before. Quickly, uncles, hold my hands, she said, and the two men each took a hand as the library began to waver as it had before. This way I won't lose you again. Good, because I don't think I'd like to break myself into pieces again today. <laughs> you sure laugh a lot, Phineas said as the floor seemed to give way, and the three of them fell into blackness. This time, Victoria kept her eyes open, and when they landed, they all remained standing. And where they were standing was yet another library. Whereas the library where Victoria found Phineas had been brightly lit for its time period, this library was brighter because it was lit by fluorescent lighting. It was also bright because it was daylight and the sun was streaming in through the huge plate windows showing a busy street. It was snowing. People bustled past and a few would come into the library. Phineas was absolutely amazed. He looked around at the books. Rows and rows of books, and children reading and playing little games at a table. His game stopped at the end of the room where there was a sign that read, The Phineas Crowley Library. It's my library. Oh my, but when? This, this is all so amazing. He saw the librarian regarding the library as well. He watched him see the aisles of books and the different types of books on display, in particular the aisle that read Horror and Suspense. Phineas let go of Victoria's hand and walked to the wall that bore his name. Uncle, wait! Victoria said, but he ignored her and made his way to a plaque on the wall. It was an engraved plaque under a picture of himself. Next to that was a picture of Penelope. It bore her name, and below that it said, Founder of the Phineas Crowley Library Foundation. 
The engraving under the picture showed the date of his passing. It was today. He slumped. Can I help you, sir? Said a woman. Phineas turned and saw her. It was Penelope. Except it wasn't Penelope. She certainly bore a strong resemblance. However, the streak of purple in her hair and the ring in her lips suggested that this was indeed not his Penelope. Sir, can I help you? She asked. He gulped. Um, well, I was wondering about these paintings. Ah, yes. She said, smiling. An absolutely heartbreaking story, these two. Were they married? She smiled. Sadly, no. She said. He was killed when the original library caught fire on Christmas Eve. There was a story that he was going to ask her, that's my great-great-grandmother there, to marry him that night. The legend is that she rebuilt it only for it to explode on the very next Christmas Eve. Oh, my goodness, he said, trying not to cry. But she rebuilt it again, the girl said. Grandma Penelope was one determined lady. So she married. Oh, she married twice. Her first husband died in the second library fire, although it's rumored that the ghost of Phineas was responsible for that one. Really, he said. He looked over at the librarian who was waving. But the third library stayed. She married the man who helped rebuild it. Were they very much in love? Phineas asked. Well, according to her diary, she loved him, she said. But the only true love she ever really had was Phineas. She thought it was important to make sure the world knew what a good, kind man he was, and that one person, above all, loved him more than anything in that world. It's so very sad and beautiful, isn't it? Phineas was crying, but he was smiling, too. What is your name, young lady? He asked her. Penny. I was named after her. May I give you a hug? He asked. I think I need to give you a hug, dear girl. And with that, the girl shed a single tear and nodded. After a moment, he broke the embrace and thanked her. He walked back to Victoria and the librarian. Did you hear that? He said to the librarian. The librarian simply nodded. Victoria was wiping her own eyes. Dear Victoria, he said, squatting down to her. Can you take me back to my library? She frowned. You know what's going to happen? Yes, I do. Do you really? There's nothing I can do to make it better. Of course there is. What's that? I'm going to be your uncle for real one day, he said. He looked up at the librarian and winked. He then turned back to Victoria. I'm going to need you around one day. I'm the one that needs you, she said, hugging his neck. Well, we'll have each other then, won't we? They hugged each other tightly. Your uncle loves you very much, Phineas said, and he always will. In every form, the librarian added. Yes, I suppose that's right, isn't it? Phineas stood and grabbed Victoria's hand. Shall we? He asked. She looked up at him and then at the librarian. 
but you're giving up so much. Victoria, you were willing to give up your beloved uncle so he... I could be happy, Phineas said. That's the most selfless gift in the whole world. I wouldn't be worth that sort of affection if I chose otherwise. But you're going to die, she said. You'll be without your true love. She's always a part of me, the librarian said. And apparently, I was always a part of her as well. And it seems I'm remembered well after all, generations later. What, what more could I ask for, Phineas said. A wonderful niece, Phineas, the librarian said. And since you're me, you'll find out soon enough. <laughs> Phineas laughed. Yes, well, you're going to have to work on the laugh, the librarian said. Victoria, please, take me to my library, Phineas said. I have a reading of Dickens to prepare for. Victoria grabbed both of her uncle's hands and gave them a squeeze. Happy Christmas, uncles. Victoria sat on her uncle's desk and looked sadly at the music box she had gotten for the librarian, and sighed. Now, now, the librarian said. Don't be sad, I absolutely love the music box. It's just that whatever mechanics are in there react badly to the mechanics of my library. I'm going to keep it here. I just won't be able to play it is all. That's not why I'm sad, uncle. I'm sad for Phineas. Dear girl, I am Phineas, he said, and I'm not sad in the slightest. Well, yes, but it's just so sad. The librarian walked to her and picked her up. You have given me the best Christmas present I've ever had in my life, and afterlife as well. I reminded you of all you lost. You reminded me of all I have he said, and the greatest of those is you. I just didn't want you to be alone, <laughs> she said, sobbing. As I told you once, Victoria, you will never be alone, and I will never be alone either, he said. And this time, once again, it was the voice of Phineas softly breaking through. She hugged his neck. I love you, Uncle. I love you, too. Happy Christmas. A very happy Christmas indeed, dear girl. 